Hey, this is Ashlyn Beagley, and you are listening to All My Life, a podcast all about what it really means to follow Jesus and make disciples. Because once we have encountered the living God and been set free from our sin, everything else radically shifts for all of our life. Alrighty, welcome back to the podcast, and if you're new, welcome. Today's going to be a little bit different. We're going to do something a lot more chill today, a lot more specific for the audience, actually. Today's topic for the episode is all about sorority recruitment. Um, If you listened to my second episode, all about expectations and disappointments, you know that I went through sorority recruitment a little over a year ago and it did not go as planned it did not go as i expected and it was kind of a little bit of a horrible experience so we're just going to talk about that today and i'm here with one of my best friends and one of my roommates macy cates so thanks for doing this with me macy of course glad to be here funny story okay macy and i actually met junior year of high school at greek discovery day which is like just a day that like juniors and seniors in high school can come and do like fake recruitment for a day. And she introduced herself to me. And I remembered her name because I thought that she looked like just like my friend Macy from high school. And then like, we didn't even follow each other on Instagram or anything. And then like two years later, I saw her like one time at church and we kind of just said hi, but like didn't have a conversation really. Yeah, very minimal. (laughs) And then, like, literally earlier this year, like, beginning of 2020, I find her on Instagram because I was looking for another roommate, and I knew she wasn't in a sorority, Mm -hmm. so she wasn't going to be living in-house. And I just said, hey, do you remember meeting me junior year of high school at Greek Discovery Day? Ha, 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 do you want to live with me? (laughs) It was perfect, too, because I was trying to find somewhere to live and I had like no idea what to do. And so I was like, hmm, I'm kind of stuck. And then like the next day, Ashlyn DM'd me and it was just- It was so funny. She literally goes, oh, ha ha ha, that's so random. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, let's do it. And like, we didn't know each other at all. And then like after that, we became like some, like she's one of my best friends. So that's awesome. And like, it just is really funny that this is the topic that we're going off of, but So, okay, this podcast is specifically for you if you just went through sorority recruitment and it did not end well for you, if bid day wasn't the best day of your life, or honestly, like, if you didn't just go through recruitment, but you're dealing with, like, some kind of disappointment that is tied to rejection, then this would also probably be really great for you to listen to. Um, Honestly, we're not going to be providing, like, a ton of practical advice, like, most of my episodes are kind of geared toward But it's really going to be more like, hey, we're sharing our experiences. We're going to share, like, how the Lord has used those over the last year. And just let you know that, like, if you're struggling with this right now, you're not alone. Um, The Lord just made it, like, so clear to both of us that so many women, like, have a bad experience Mm -hmm. with recruitment. They feel like their college experience is just, like, messed up right from the beginning. And then no one talks about it. So, yeah, we're literally just opening up that conversation. So, yeah, you ready? (laughs) Okay, so we're kind of going to do, like, I'm going to share my experience a little bit, and then Macy's going to share hers, and then we're just literally just going to have a conversation about it um, and how the Lord has used it in each of our lives since then. So to preface this a little bit, if you don't know what um, recruitment is like, it's, like, you know, a week long of 
going to the 13 houses on campus. OSU has 13 and you're cutting houses um, like all week and they're cutting you until you get to the end of the week and you have your house on a good day. It's a very um, hot <laughs> and long week of lots of walking. Lots of walking in a hundred degree weather yes. with a handheld fans and like makeup cake to your Yes, face. it's a time. It's a fun time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so coming into college, like I've said in a couple like previous podcasts, guys, this was like my fresh start and I had just really built up um, college in my head. During high school, also, I had really built up this perfect resume. And I just want to throw that out there because I thought coming into recruitment, into Rush Week, that, like, I had on paper, it was, like, perfect. Like, I had over a four-point GPA, like, a high ACT score, mission trips, student council, homecoming queen, like, all of this stuff. And I don't say that in, like, a bragging kind of way, um, but it was just, like, I had done the work where this experience like houses were gonna want me and it wasn't specifically for that but I just was so confident in like my resume coming in and so the week actually started off great for me like I was having a great time I was like calling my parents at the end of each day I'm like this is so much fun like I love this um and then we get to the second half of the week which another like side note slash funny story when I signed up for recruitment the website like messed my email up a couple times. <laughs> I don't know I if you know, know this. That, no. um, so I ended up having to sign up with my dad's email. <laughs> and so the bid or like the list every morning, it didn't get sent to me. It got sent to my dad. So he was waking up in time to like forward me the email. And we get to like Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. And he sends me the email, like he sends me a screenshot and he just goes, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Because I got halfway through the week and I had three houses that I like really, really loved. And two of them had cut me. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really frustrating and I cried a little bit, but I was just like, okay, God, you're making it very evident now. Like I thought I was going to have to choose like which of these houses I wanted to be in. And now it's like, okay, it's very clear. This is the one that you have for me. This is where I'm going to fit in. This is where I'm going to thrive. Like all of my best friends in college, like in my head, we're going to be in this house. So I was like, okay, solid. Let's go. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm ready. And so I got to actually the very end of the week, um, Friday and I had two houses left and you pit, you pref which one you want. So I picked my top house from the entire week. I still had them. And we were told a million times throughout the week that 90% of women yeah. get the house that they pick on prep day. And whenever I left, they basically were like, hey, like, we want you here tomorrow. Sleep well tonight. Don't worry about it. And so I was like, sweet. Like, I'm going to go eat some Olive Garden. Like, this is yeah, this is amazing. Wait. I was, like, telling – I was, like, texting my family, like, where this specific house was on campus so they could come to bid day, all this stuff. So then um, the next morning, my Gamma Chi, like, my group leader um, – came for bid day she slid my the envelope under my door that had my bid in it and I opened the envelope and I remember like looking at it and I couldn't even find the name of the house on it I was like I had so much adrenaline and I was like wait like what does this even say and then I saw it and it wasn't the house that I had fully expected to be in and I remember just kind of being like shocked like I I was sitting on the couch prior to this and I was just like so anxious, but I was like, I just need to get it, like get this, like get the anticipation over with, and then it'll be, it'll be good, like I'll be great. And then I got it, and I was just like, oh 
my gosh, like, what? And I, I don't know. It was just, like, shock. And my Gamakai, so sweet, was like, okay, like, you can choose to accept this bid. Or if you want to try to go through recruitment again, like, you can wait a whole nother year and go through again. And at this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I cannot imagine going through recruitment again. (laughs) And it was just like, okay, like, I'm okay. I was like, I'll accept this bid. Like, we're going to try this. I put on my best face. Um, And I remember like that whole day just trying to hold myself together as I saw all these girls like running around campus in their letters, like ecstatic to be in the house that they picked. And like many of them were wearing the shirt that I thought I was going to be wearing. Yeah. And I don't know, it was just hard. And it was like a just an emotional roller coaster of a day. I saw my family for the first time since moving, which I I hadn't been homesick at all until this morning. And I remember like seeing my dad and just like hugging him and crying. I was like, take me home. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just the whole week is just really like an emotional roller coaster. And then I, I got to the end of the week and that's, I don't know, you know, that's what happened. Um, and Macy, you have kind of a really similar experience. So why don't you share your experience with, with that week? Yeah. Um, so I went into recruitment pretty naive. I think I didn't have anyone in my family who had done it. And so I kind of just thought like going in that it was more like I pick what I want and like it's just me figuring out not like them choosing me and so after the first day I was fully expecting to like get at least some of the houses I liked back like there was like five houses I really liked and I was like surely I'll get like like three or four if not all five I was pretty confident maybe a little too prideful and <laughs> um but I just really wasn't sure how it all worked yeah um and so I woke up the next morning like excited for the day, opened my like email that says what I got back. And I only had one of those five houses back. And I was shocked because I kind of had the similar, like I had the resume from high school and I was told that like the first day, especially they only cut based off of that. And I was like, well, that makes no sense because I had most of the stuff that they would be looking for. Um, if that's what they really meant. And, uh, it just, it was really confusing for me and I was really upset. I um, went to my game and I was just like, I was crying. I was so confused. I was like, why would, why did they not like me? Like, why was I rejected by them? Like, I just felt so like rejected and confused and just let down. And luckily I had a really awesome game Um She was really strong in her faith and she pointed me towards the Lord. And I'm so thankful for her doing that because I would have struggled a lot more if she hadn't been there to kind of lift me up and to remind me to look to the Lord in it and just know that it was his will. Um, But that didn't make it (laughs) easy, but it it made it a lot better. And it gave me like this hope. I was like, I still have the one house left. Like maybe that's where the Lord wants me. So I just went into it and I was like fully committed to that. And I was, I finally was like, I'm going to really tell them how much I want to be here because I heard that really helps. So I was just telling them every day, like, I really want to be here. Like, this is the place for me. And then um, I get through all the days, prep day, like the last day where, you know, all the big stuff happens. It's narrowed down to two. 
And I also did the same thing as Ashlyn where I prepped or I picked the house I wanted and I like fully expected, you know, like she said, the 90% of people get it back apparently. And so, um, and like, like she also said, they said they wanted me, like I was really expecting it. And so on bid day, I opened my door because my game guys were like, they handed our bids to us. And so I opened it up and I was really like, okay, super excited for this. Like I was ready to go home to go home, sorry, um, to the house. And uh, it was not the house I expected. And I was just shocked. I was so surprised. Um, I started crying, <laughs> all the stuff. I ended up declining that bid from the other house and um, just going and driving around by myself. <laughs> it was really sad. No. <laughs> yeah, and then my, my mom and sisters showed up and that helped somewhat, but also like there was this feeling of like, since that rejection was still so like fresh, I was just like, it hurt and I felt almost embarrassed in mm. front of like them and like especially all these people that had gotten what they wanted. I just felt like a sense of like embarrassment. I, oh my gosh, I feel that. I remember, okay, so I'll talk a little bit about like after I accepted this bid, but yeah. whenever dad's day rolled around, literally like two or three weeks later, I remember almost like feeling like I wanted my dad to be wearing the letters of the mm. house that I wanted. And I was like almost embarrassed, like, like, I want him to be wearing those letters too. So yeah. like, I get that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was really good to have them there though. It did help, but it was just still kind of hard to like accept that. And one of the hardest things actually was they had gotten me this little like bid day basket. And so like, that's where like, it has all your stuff in it. Like it has a bunch of like goodies from like the house you get. And so we had to go return that to the store. And I just felt such like embarrassment and like such like, oh my gosh, this is, this oh. is the worst. And it just, there were so many tears that day. Yeah. <laughs> but it oh my was, gosh. But yeah, that's kind of where the first week leaves off. Yeah. Because, yeah. And that's why we're talking about this because bid day, oh, if you get on Instagram on bid day yeah. or that weekend, like it is like all these girls are getting married. Like it is the <laughs> happiest day of their lives. So if you weren't feeling that, and if you woke up to rejection, or if you got cut earlier mm -hmm. in the week, it is just like, it brings shame. It is mm -hmm. such a strong feeling of rejection. And then it's not like it's this really short-term temporary feeling. It's like, a it's a four-year commitment to yeah. this house. Like that's going to your college experience. So when that gets rattled all of a sudden, and there's nothing you can do about it, it is just it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and a lot of girls, they, they jump back really, really fast and they're fine with it. And then others like myself really struggled. Like I mm -hmm. struggled for the whole first semester. So to let y'all in on what happened after bid day, it was literally just more of a roller coaster for me. First of all, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I went through a really hard breakup February of my senior year and it was like all of those feelings of rejection that I had begun to overcome and that were no longer sitting at the surface they all just came flooding back and I remember it being like a lot of the same feelings that I did not want to deal with anymore and it was almost like I was reliving that in a way because rejection the sting of rejection 
is so similar no matter no matter like what exactly the specific situation is whenever you experience rejection and disappointment um to like a, that kind of magnitude is yeah. it's very similar and I also remember being so so conflicted about what to do because literally I was constantly thinking about dropping this house I was I felt like I didn't fit in but I was like, okay, God, like in your wisdom, you have placed me here. So am I supposed to say no to that? And my friend in the house that I um, joined, who had rushed me, um, basically had the exact same experience as I did. And she had a horrible start to her freshman year of college because of recruitment. And then she ended up loving the house, like loves it, wouldn't change anything. And I was just like, okay, like that's going to be me. Like I want that to be me. It's going to grow on me. I just have to wait. But honestly, guys, like I had never felt so isolated in my life. And I kept showing up like I was trying to put in the work, like trying to see if this would work. And I was really miserable. And I remember um, like being really like kind of vulnerable right here. Um, For so long, the first thing I would think of when I woke up was the rejection of my breakup. And it was like this interrupted it. I would wake up in the morning, the start of my freshman year of college, and it would just like hit me again that what I thought was going to be my college experience, like I had been rejected from that and there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. Um, And it it was like I was having like almost an identity crisis. (laughs) Like I remember walking around campus and going to class and seeing all these girls wearing their Greek letters because it was like, that was that in, in the fall. It's like, that's all girls yeah. wear. Cause sororities give you so many t-shirts. So like, obviously that's what you're going to wear. I was jealous of the t-shirts. Oh I my gosh. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, but I remember just feeling like so unworthy of the letters that I really wanted to be wearing and like embarrassed to wear the ones that I didn't want and looking at it now like there was nothing to be ashamed about of being in the house that I got mm-hmm. like I shouldn't have felt that it was just like I think it was just the rejection and so seeing other girls wearing letters of the houses that cut me that I really really liked or the one that I specifically thought I was going to be in it just hurt and I I know that I'm not the only one who was thinking like this who was feeling this because there are so many women in college on every college campus that has Greek life who put their identity in their Greek letters, whether they know it or not. Um, And there are stereotypes that people from all over campus pin on you based on the letters that you're wearing, based on the house that you're in. And I just really felt the weight of that. And so having this like identity crisis, I'm also really, really wrestling with the Lord, asking him, okay, like, what is your will for me? What do you want me to do here? Because I am like, at this point, really strong in my faith. He has brought me through some pretty low places in the last few months. And I wanted to, I wanted to follow his will in this. And I just felt like it was so unclear. Like I was miserable. Like, why did you put me here? Is this on purpose? Like, why aren't you giving me a clear answer? And finally, about six weeks in, I remember um, leaving the sorority house one night. I had been like pumping and like eating there and I'd been there for hours And I felt like so invisible and I called my dad and I was crying and I was like, I don't know what to do. And he had really been encouraging me to stay in it, to stick it out because that's what I do. That's what we do. It's like, okay, give it your best shot. We're going to see what happens here. And he listened to me and he was like, okay, hold on. 
I'm going to call you back. And he called me back and he has my mom on the phone with him. And they were like, okay, we think it's time for you to say no to this. You tried it. You put yourself out there and you're miserable. We feel like you should drop because it's affecting you emotionally and physically. And like, guys, I was coming to college. Like I was not going to be homesick and I was so homesick. And literally like I was putting on weight because of how stressed I was. I was dealing with so much anxiety over this. It was not a good time. So finally, after many conversations prior to this with mentors who were outside of campus, who were completely removed from Greek life, I decided with confidence that this was not what God had for me. And I want to I wanted backtrack a little bit and talk about that just a little bit because everyone on this campus that I sought advice from on whether or not to stay in Greek life or not was in Greek life. Mm-hmm. And they were all telling me, you cannot drop. Like the Lord put you here. You're going to love these women well. Like you have to be a part of Greek life. Mm-hmm. And the few that did say, okay, you can drop were very much like, well, you can rush again next year. And it was almost like being in a sorority was my only option. It was just like, do I want to stick it out and be in one now? Or do I want to wait till I'm a sophomore? And like my whole freshman year just felt like it was going to be a painful waste. Mm -hmm. And whenever I would talk to women from home or people who were, first of all, not in Stillwater, not on my campus, but also completely removed from Greek life and looking at the whole scope of my life, they were very much like, okay, Ashlyn, like what is going to be best for you mentally, physically, spiritually, you need to make a decision based on that because you can live out your purpose and you can follow the Lord's will for your life, whether you are in this house or not. Like dropping this house does not mean that you're not going to be able to live out like the Lord's will for you. You can do that outside of Greek life. Um, And so I did drop. And for a while, I really thought, you know, I might rush again sophomore year. And that was actually my plan for a while. And then after my first year or my first semester of college, I decided not to do that. So here I am now as a sophomore. I didn't rush again. I can actually look like I look at all the things that I'm involved in now. I look at the three girls I'm rooming with who I'm absolutely obsessed with and I adore them and they're so cool and none of us are in houses. And I'm just like, wow, like the Lord has been so faithful. He was so faithful to give me community outside of Greek life. He was so faithful to give me other opportunities for leadership because I thought if I was going to have a leadership position in college, it was going to be um, within my sorority house. And he's given me like so many different ministry opportunities. I probably wouldn't be doing the podcast Mm -hmm. if, if I was in a house. Um, But yeah, like literally he has been so faithful, but it was really, really hard at first. So how was it Macy for you? Like after, after bid day, how did that all unfold? Cause I did not know you at all (laughs) first semester. Like we were not ever around each other. Yeah. um, So for me, I definitely like after that first day, I, um, that first day was initially very hard. And then after I took some steps back from it and looked at it from a more healthy perspective, I realized that the Lord and like after getting um, advice from other girls and from other people, 
I just really focused on on the fact that the Lord had something else for me. And while that may have been kind of disappointing in some ways, it was also really exciting to know that I had opportunities to grow like outside of Greek life. Um, so I kind of just took a step back and honestly, the first semester was hard in the sense that I didn't have a whole lot of community with um, anyone. I was dating someone at the time and I kind of clung to that relationship more, I would yeah. say, just because I was, I didn't know how to put myself out there. I was like, since I'm not in the house, like, how do I meet people? Like, yeah. how do I get involved with things? Because that's just, in my mind, I kind of had this picture of like, that's how people made their friends. Yeah. And like, because if you are in Greek life, yeah. like, that's pretty much how you do it because it takes up all your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of free time. And so I spent that with my boyfriend or I had my roommate. We were still good friends. Um, she was in the house though, which I'm really happy for her, but that also made it hard sometimes, like seeing her like doing all this stuff, like getting all the letters and all that. Um, but um, after a little bit, I eventually broke up with my boyfriend, and th- those last that last month before the semester ended was really hard, just because mm-hmm. I felt very alone. I felt very unsure of what the future would look like. I yeah, I just my time was very empty, and I just had a lot of time to think and feel isolated. But at the same time, that time was really good. That in the sense that like I was so low, so that I could look to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot more of my Bible. I grew in my relationship with Him. I was in a Bible study that was pointing me towards Him, and I'm still thankful for all of those girls. They were all older, so I never really got the chance to like. They're, they're my friends, but they're, they had already had established communities and mm. I just felt like I couldn't join at that point. So that's why I couldn't really um, create a community there, but I'm really thankful for the fact that they pointed me to, towards the Lord. And so that time was really good in that sense, but it was also just really tough. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Man, like both of us, that first semester of college is just like, with, within one day, like, your plan for what your entire college experience is going to look like is, like, completely shaken. Yeah. Both and then both of us just had a rough first semester. And even if you're not in Greek life, I've heard so many stories of people coming to college, and it looks great on Instagram. But, like, mm-hmm. first semester, it sucks yeah. for a lot of people. Um, but also just being brought to that place of desperation and having that posture before the Lord of just being on our knees yeah is so good and it's so hard but like he's so faithful to use even the things that we think are maybe like stupid like the lord wouldn't use this yeah. what's the point of this and he he still uses those things yeah so that's awesome sure. how did it okay so second semester for me it was like i came back and everything just started clicking like i was way more intentional to mm-hmm. hang out with people from church like from my Bible study, small group that were like, I kind of knew them. And then they ended up literally being like the best people I knew. And we were going on like trips and stuff. And this is when we started hanging out. So how did that like transition work for me? Like coming back from Christmas break, not really having community to like loving college all of a sudden. Yeah. So I, um, I switched small groups, not because I didn't like the one I was in, but because I just, 
I wanted to be with freshmen who were at the same stage that I was and who could relate to me more and who weren't so um, already involved in other things. Yeah, like where, already established. Like, yeah, this, that's the word. Uh, other lost puppies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I joined Smoke Group that Ashton was in. And I met a lot of awesome people there. And I'm so thankful for that because it kind of brought me out of that loneliness. And not only did it didn't hinder my relationship with the Lord because they pointed me towards him, mm-hmm. even when I was more busy and um, like things were picking up for me, I could still look to them to look to the Lord. And yeah, there was a lot of really awesome people in the small group that I just got really close with, like Ashlyn and people I could just look up to in their faith. And it just really helped me a lot. Um, it made, like you said, some fun trips. We went skiing. Oh my gosh. Um, I skied for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. I think you did pretty good. Better than Jonah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sorry, Jonah. You probably won't listen to this anyways. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, that was a lot better second semester. Um, even once like Corona hit, like yeah. I still knew I could have people I could count on and like that I wasn't alone in mm-hmm. things. Um, and so yeah, I just got a lot better and yeah, thankful for the Lord. Literally just takes time. And I loved what you said too about like coming out of that season of loneliness like that didn't hinder your relationship with the lord because you were surrounding yourself with people who were going to point you to the lord Mm -hmm. even when we're not in this place of desperation like we can be like on the highs like on the mountaintops and still be pointed to the lord so that's so cool okay a couple maybe takeaways for you guys listening um this was really like more of our story not going to be like a ton of practical steps but just like hey you're not alone. Yeah. We see you. We understand you. So first of all, I'm going to have both of our Instagram handles in like the um, com- whatever uh, <laughs> underneath this podcast <laughs> below. episode. Below. <laughs> They'll both be there. Please like do not hesitate to send us a DM, whether you're on OSU's campus or whether you're on a campus somewhere else. We would love to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you if you want to talk to someone, yes. either one of us. Love Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay, so a couple little takeaways. First, disclaimer, we are not pro-sorority or against sororities. This was just our experience. I honestly, like, my biggest, quote, problem with sororities is literally the week of recruitment. Mm -hmm. Like, that is all, that is what I was hurt by. Macy, that's what you were hurt by. What so many girls are just, like, so hurt by and yet, I know, like, some of my best friends are in sororities. Yeah, some, some, of my be- some of my best friends are in the sorority that we <laughs> wanted to be in. And, yeah, that could be a whole nother time. Like, I adore them. I love them. They're some of the most amazing girls I've ever met. And they're in Greek life. Yeah. So, with that, like, I, I did struggle for a while afterwards having this sense of, like, bitterness almost yes. towards it. <laughs> and, like, I just felt, like since I was rejected, like, this feeling of, like, resentment and, like, how can this be a good thing if mm-hmm. this is the way it makes me feel, if this is the way it makes people feel? But, like she said, it it is just mainly that first week, that hard week of, like, getting, like, people not making it where they want or just all the things that happen. Um, but I have, like, seen so much good things that can come from sororities and just so many good people that are in it, like you said, and just, yeah, I, I can, I've seen a lot of like opportunity to share like the Lord with others and sororities. And I think that's the coolest thing 
that people can do that. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot of positives. And so I don't want to say anything. That's I don't want both ways, yeah. honestly. And something that one of my mentors told me earlier, Kim Cho, I love you. Um, <laughs> when I was literally considering like very briefly looking at possibly rushing again and just having a really honest conversation with her. And I remember her telling me something that I literally have clung to. And that is just because God said no to you, doesn't mean that he has to say no to other girls. And just Mm -hmm. because God's best for you is outside of Greek life, is with opportunities outside of Greek life, and for you, that is his better plan, doesn't mean that his best for other girls can't include sororities, can't include Greek life. And literally just looking at it uh, in the scope of our entire lives, it is so small, and those letters Mm -hmm. are going to fade. Um, So... Second, if you had, a, if you're having a similar experience to me, if you're in a house right now and you're like trying to make up your mind on what to do, please just know that you are not going to disappoint God and you do not need to be worried about disappointing other people. We can come to know the Lord's will and the Lord's character in such a way that we know our purpose and it can be fulfilled no matter where we are geographically, no matter where we are in life, no matter like if we're in Greek life or not. We can love girls well inside of a house, but outside of that house, we can also love and serve them well. Mm -hmm. And so literally both ways, like there's not a wrong choice necessarily, but literally leaning into the Lord and asking him what he wants to do and asking yourself, okay, what's going to be best for me mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and like, how can I serve the Lord in that? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I had to do, not like look at my own expectations for college Mm -hmm. or other people's expectations. Um, And like I said, like looking at the possibility of rushing again, being really honest here, when I, when it ultimately came down to me making that final decision to not go through recruitment again, it was because I knew that the main reason I wanted to be in a house was because I had wanted it so, so badly, this specific house that it was like, even now, if I could, if that is a possibility for me to attain that, then why wouldn't I try? But then it was like, okay, well, why do you want to be in that house? And it's, oh, well, I want the affirmation. I want the approval. I want to feel known and accepted by the thing that I associate with rejection. And just honestly looking at that and being like, okay, like, no, Ashlyn, you need to give that to the Lord. You need to find your approval, your affirmation, all of your worth, all of your value, all of your satisfaction in Him. And it's hard to ask ourselves that, but so good. Um, Yeah. That's the thing I wrote down coming into this is just worth is in the Lord. And I think that's a big thing of me going through this was me learning that. Yes. And like figuring that out. I mean, I kind of had that idea, but like this was one of the biggest rejections I'd faced and it cut deep, but like it, sh- when I look at it in a sense, like I should have run to the Lord and it shouldn't have cut as deep as it did. If my mm. value was truly rooted in him instead of what people thought of me. And I, compl- I know that it's hard to do that and I'm not perfect in that area at all, but it has like grown me in that area, I think. Yeah. And so it's been good. That's so true. Uh, yeah. Like, if you're listening to this right now, like you are valuable and you are whole and you are worthy all on your own, like without Greek letters or with Greek letters, like whatever. Um, and also, okay, right now, this seems really, really, really big for you. Probably looking at it like a year removed, 
it seems so much smaller to yeah. me. Um, but like a year ago, Ashlyn, like this was so huge. It mm-hmm. was so big. And just know that in the big scheme of your life, in the big scheme of even like your college experience, it is not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not as big as it seems. And like, don't romanticize what you don't have. Like everything looks better on Instagram. Everything looks better whenever it's something that you can't attain or you can't have. And really it's not as great as it looks. Like no matter what it is in life that we're talking about, it's like, just because we can't attain it, I feel like it makes it look so much better than it actually is. Um, And I could like, yeah, apply to so many different things, like a relationship like the future, like mm-hmm. like what we want out of a career. Like there's so many things that we could apply that to. Yeah. So, but yeah. Did you have anything else to add? We have been talking for a hot <laughs> minute. We just had a lot to get out there. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me. But yeah. So. Uh, I feel like the Lord just, especially for me, made it so evident that like this doesn't get talked about. So like, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. seek out girls. So like, please reach out to one of us if you need to talk to someone, um, mm-hmm. even after listening to this, because this is something that, that needs to be talked about. And we've joked, <laughs> we've joked about getting like blacklisted or something. Oh my God. <laughs> like, that would be so fun. Or is Panelinic going to get mad? Um, whatever. But yeah, Macy, thanks so much for doing this. This yeah. is like the most fun I've had recording. What oh, the heck? That's so sweet. I'm so glad I could be on. Uh, Rumi, I love you. I love you too. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.